You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Chris, I'm the host, and tonight I'm joined by John, who has taps after tonight. Hey. Oh, sorry, I misread that. You're off the tap. That's what it is. Right, okay. See, you're getting the banter in straight away. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. Is that how it's going to be? That's, that's exactly how it's going to be tonight. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Can't really say much on the subject. Save it for later. Yeah, I'm sure we'll come to it because uh, we've, got, we've got plenty of action from the weekend to talk about. We've uh, uh, bad news in the charity bit, unfortunately, which is... Um, Thought we'll start off. Jason Cummins did score, but unfortunately, it was the fourth goal of the game, not the first. So, uh, no winning bet for the the first goal scorer. And in the the, the treble that we had on, we never got to the Dunfermline game because it was a seven fifteen kick. Oh, sorry, five fifteen kick off. Uh, but before that, we had uh, St Johnson and St Mirren, and although St Mirren did win, St Johnson they lost at the weekend. So, uh, no charity bet win this week, unfortunately. I know, and Derek Lyle from last week, he scored. First again, but you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have bet that against Rangers. No, no, I, I didn't, I didn't expect that one at all. And well, I mean, did, did you see the the highlights of the Rangers game? Because it was a, it was a well taken goal for yeah. going to South, and then I was I. Eventually, Rangers got back in. Yeah, had their uh, their customary penalty towards the end of the game when they were uh, needing it most. <laughs> I, to be, yeah, I, I think it, it, it looked like a, a a rash challenge, although. I think it was brought down, but I think he was playing for it because he looked pretty much horizontal by the time contact was going to be made. But uh, nah, I think uh, there the, the was no ball, so it's kind of hard to argue the, the decision. And it doesn't matter anyway because they missed it. Uh, exactly. And why come it? Oh, it was saved, anyway? we should say. Well, yeah, yeah, it wasn't missed. It was saved. It was uh, another three points. That's ten wins in a row for Rangers uh, season in the Championship. So uh, I think Hibs were hoping they were going to be dropping a few points, but it uh, wasn't to be. Uh, I think I'm fairly sure Hibs and Falkirk play their game in hand tomorrow night. That'd be uh, Tuesday. We're recording this on Monday night here, so uh, that's the same time that Rangers are playing their uh, body training cup game against Livingston as well. Aye, so. you're correct. Aye, yeah. Falkirk at home tomorrow against Hibs. Aye, yeah, I, I, I wasn't sure what way around that game was, but yeah, that's, that's a big game. I mean, that's that's As? two teams that are hoping to be in the well, I'd imagine they're hoping to be in the playoffs to be honest. Uh, although it's, it's early enough in the season, they may have, still have ambitions of catching Rangers, but the way Rangers are playing at the moment are, uh, let's say, 10 wins out of 10. going to be very difficult to catch them. Yeah, it's looking very ominous for the rest of the side. Yeah, I mean, I mean. As to what the outcome will be. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's 11 points for, behind for Hibs, uh, 12 points behind for Falkirk, so one of them could get to back down to. Well, Hibs could get it down to 8, Falkirk could get it down to 9, but that's still quite a big gap after only 10 games. Uh, and there's, there's obviously 36 games in a, a championship season, so. But uh, both teams up there in the, the playoff spots at the moment, along with side uh, Wraith Rovers. They're, they're, they're the teams that are second at the moment in 21. And they had a 1 0 win away to Al Athletic at the weekend up. Aye, we thought about them for the charity bet as well, didn't we? I think we did, aye. You uh, mentioned them, you mentioned them. It was one of the ones. But well, I mean, we, we, can't, we can't say that Dunfermline didn't do their, uh, their part because they were. Uh, I'd say they were the, 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 the BBC Alba game uh, at 5.15. Yeah, um, back to the top of the table as well. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 an, it's an interesting league. It's, I mean, many were tipping them for to run away with that division, but that's them just back on top. Thanks to their 3-0 away win at Strandar, and uh, the fact that Air United drew two each with Forfer, and Forfer are up there as well. It's, uh, well they're, I said they're up there, they're fifth at 15 points. Air and 21, Dunfermline 22, and in between them, Airdrie and Albion Rovers, 16 each. Oh, but Rovers are doing pretty well in that division so far. They are, aye. Uh, Derek here. He got, he got him promoted last season. I can never remember which one of the young brothers it is. <laughs> He's the... Oh, wait a minute. Is it not starting or anything? It's managing him. He's the older one. <laughs> See? Well, I mean, cent- even you can't cent- remember. It was, I know, that was a central midfielder. Um, and then, we, I suppose we should mention League 2 as well, seeing as we're covering the lower leagues just now. Aaron Athletic, their top of the league. With 20 points, leading ahead of East Fife, who are in second with 17. And then there's three teams with 15. Queen's Park, Montrose and Berwick. But the league is still as tight as ever, because 11 points is separating top from bottom. 
and I think there's like nine points separating the first and second in the championship. There you go. That's the difference. But yeah, aye, okay. That's uh, that's the World League's pretty much covered. Uh. Yeah. So uh, we, we'll move on to the. Um, well, before before we move on to the Premiership action, we should say there's, there's been a few uh, managerial moves, and maybe more crucially for uh, for, for the nation's hopes, a one managerial non-movement, because Gordon Strachan, through the midweek there, uh, signed a, a two-year extension to his deal, so he's with us for the, the World Cup campaign. I think it's good news. I think so too. I'd rather, I don't see the point in starting, over, starting all over again. Uh, there has been signs under Strachan that we're moving forward. Just the, the kind of odd moment here and there in the campaign obviously let us down, which we, we've spoken about anyway last week at length. So onwards and upwards. Hopefully, I think we all agree we'd like to see maybe some new players introduced, but it's whether it's really the players are there. Mm-hmm. Aye. Um, but Northern Ireland have shown what can be done with players that are playing in the SBL and uh, sorry, the Premiership, I should say, um, in terms of confidence with the likes of McGuinness and McGinn and McGovern. So Maybe it's an area struck and will decide to, to look at again, especially with the fact Mark McGee is obviously managing at Motherwell. He'll get to see a lot more of the, the players that are playing in the Premiership, as opposed to, I think, on previously campaign, he's been looking mainly down south at the, the Premier League, obviously, in England, and then the Championship. Yeah, I know with Stuart McCall being a part of his backroom staff as well, he was obviously had a bit of... The, the Rangers team last season, but then you're still looking at the lower leagues in Scotland, not quite the the, the top flight. I know McCall started at Motherwell, obviously, but uh, yeah, I, I would I would like to see uh, Strachan have a bit more faith in, in the teams that play uh, in Scotland, well, especially since Celtic keeps signing them. But um, but yeah, the, 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 there's there's plenty to pick from uh, Aberdeen as well. It was good to see Graham Shinney was in the, the the squad last time. I'd like to maybe see him a bit more. Uh, in this coming off yeah, campaign he, Mark Reynolds is another one that's been called up a few times he's obviously been injured for a bit recently but he might be another one that gets a, sh- a-, a nod and then next higher defence will need to improve uh, yeah. after the, the last few weeks though ah well yeah <laughs> is, is Reynolds back yet? he is he played at the weekend but he was hooked at half time ah, so not quite uh, back brought by all the counts he didn't look quite, quite much of it I think prior to that he's only played I think one under 21 game that I'm aware of so he maybe kind of just needs a wee bit, wee bit more football just to ease him back in. Shall we, so, shall we move on to the Aberdeen game then? Well, we may as well, eh? <laughs> so, so we've just started talking about it. It's a, the Friday night game up at Dingwall. Uh, yes, well, straight away prior to the, the game we've been played, I kind of seen the line-up on Twitter and found a bit of a kind of strange line-up. Um, looking at the kind of back of the defence, much as Contadine's been playing left-back a lot, Still, we kind of lined up effectively with four centre-backs. Uh, Quinn playing at right-back with Taylor, Reynolds and Considine. Shea Logan with his ballots a bit dropped to the, for some reason uh, down to the bench. Uh, some of the boys that I thought I spoke to thought maybe it was to try and kind of make us a bit more solid at the back because Logan likes to kind of go forward. <laughs> that didn't work. But, <laughs> No, it never worked at all. Um, so that was a bit peculiar. And then obviously, as I say, uh, Reynolds was hooked at half-time, not looking very kind of fit. So when I seen that, I wasn't kind of too optimistic. And then Ryan Jack, he was uh, missing because he was injured. He was a kind of a doubt on a Thursday, and he was ruled out. So that wasn't too good. And just generally, I think, Ross County seemed to kind of open us up at ease in the first half. Mm-hmm. It looks to be quite a kind of back to the wall performance. So 2 0 was maybe even, it could have maybe even been more with the kind of chances that boys had as well. So I don't know what's happening just now. Obviously, we had eight wins in the, the bounce, and including that, was we were beat obviously Celtic and Hearts, which were kind of two of the better teams, but we now struggled against the two Highland teams, obviously. In the league and St Johnson, so mm-hmm. there's definitely a lot to be won be done. I thought over the the international break that might have helped us get back and back to where we were early in the season. But I think there's maybe too much kind of chopping and changing on the side. Yeah. In the moment. Certainly, I know I know Celtic have struggled with the, the trying to get a a back sort of four that's that, that, that's steady and is and and the team week in week out and. It can cause all sorts of problems. I know. I know Celtic didn't concede any goals at the weekend, but they were playing Motherwell who didn't have any shots, so it's, it's, it's hard to really compare. 
But uh, yeah, I think if you're talking the change, and certainly when you mentioned Paul Quinn there, I, I think the, the second goal pretty much showed him up a bit. But if I've been yeah. uh, probably the position, it was, it was not the greatest of headers, it just fucked it into, into Graham's path. And it was a Absolutely. good finish. But I think, I think the, 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 the moment of the match was probably the, the of all people, it was uh, Ricky Foster. His uh, little mazy run for the, just before the first goal, he was unlucky not to get it himself, but it broke into playing uh, Graham's path and yeah. one of it, so it was, it was a good little zinky run. Aye, uh, Brian Graham's first goals for the Ross County League as well, Yeah, he got a double, so that's good for them, obviously my boys scoring goals as well, but probably should talk about, maybe, can I give Ross County credit again for the way they performed, so... That's, that was him up to third place, obviously, after Friday night. Obviously, after the week, uh, the Saturday's games, that kind of changed, but yeah. that went well. Uh, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of eyebrows raised when, um, obviously, Derek Adams stepped aside and, and brought in John McIntyre. There was questions as to whether Ross County were moving again, but not only did they get them moving, they got them out of the relegation trouble. They, they were they were doing pretty well catching the other teams in the, the bottom six, and then they've carried that into this season. So, Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, like, we're, we're the fourth now, obviously, the... The, the the first round of uh, games because this is the this is one of these landmark points in the, the season because everybody's played each other once now after eleven games and yeah you kind of you, you kind of look to see where you are and you think well Ross County are up there certainly one of the the, the form teams in the, the league at the moment uh, the likes of Hearts have obviously been started come just come up from the championship they're up in third although that was their first one at the weekend there, there since August for a team that won the the, the first was it five games or something they'd won. I think uh, I think I think it was only the first five games and then they slipped up and then obviously Hearts uh, that was a, a, their best start since uh, the likes of George Burley the, the season he was in charge the, the partial season he was in charge and then Aberdeen matched it the, the following week because they were they they'd taken that week off uh, the, the midweek off sorry when they went just after playing in Europe so it's it's, it's been a good start from, from some of the teams and well even Aberdeen's start it's I know we're talking about the the, the last four games have been. Uh, defeats, but uh, the, the, the start Aberdeen had to begin with was, was a terrific result, and was, you've never started as well ever in your history. Uh, so. we're still we're still better off than we were last season. Yeah, but, which is a crucial point. I mean, you have managed to take points off Celtic, which you didn't do last season. You've got more points on the board that, that after eleven games than you did last season. It's just, you're only two points off the top. I mean, you've only just uh, lost the top spot after that. So. Yeah, and we've got uh, Mark McGee coming back to Petodri on uh, Saturday, so... Yes, that'll be interesting. Yeah, but so hopefully we can get back to winning ways there. Yeah. I, mean, I would hope so, because Motherwell, okay, you're still playing against Celtic, but they didn't really look as if they were up to much. It was interesting in terms of... I suppose we'll move on to later, actually, but... Touching the... <laughs> we spoke a bit about... Well, Chris, we were speaking earlier before the podcast about the uh, sports scene, and as soon as... <laughs> <laughs> sports scene he knew exactly what I was talking about. What on earth was going on about these interviews? Oh. While all the highlights were on. Somebody found a picture and picture button in the sports scene, didn't they? It was like bizarre. It was like as if someone was on Skype. Aye. It was annoying. It was it was te- like you were, the action was going on in the background and they were talking to Derek McInnes and they were talking to Jim McIntyre and I think they spoke to one of the players as well. It's like, Stop doing this. It's just extremely bizarre. It's, it's somebody at sports scene it's like, it's almost as if it's like the BBC sends people that are going to work in match of the day, the sports scene, to try things. Because they keep doing, like, they, like you get, like, Connie McLaughlin's wee features every so often. That's, I'm no, no sense she's got wee features, I'm saying. <laughs> 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 I'm saying, <laughs> I'm oh, saying that the, the, the little featurettes that she has about the, the like, like, there was one weekend, uh, they had Jackie McNamara, a feature on him, and then they'd go into the highlights of like, the Dundee United game, and the camera angle would be behind Jackie McNamara. As yeah. if they were filming from the bench. <laughs> we can't see the action. This is ridiculous. But uh, this week they were, they were playing with picture in picture. And it was, uh, it was, it, it's just frustrating the way they do this with sports scene. It's like, just show the action. Talk yeah. about some of the action. Some of the features show been, some replays. Some of the features have been all right, but uh, yeah, that uh, whole interview thing was just very, very bizarre. Yeah. I, 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 I should say I do like the... The, the features we get when when, when Conor McLaughlin's on, so yeah, it's like they're, they're usually quite interesting. It's just sports scenes almost too short to have them. Is that you saying you like Conor McLaughlin's features? <laughs> I'm trying desperately to want this properly. <laughs> Conor McLaughlin's kind of freaks me out a wee bit, to be honest, because like she is Chrissy's brother and looks like him. Yes, if you take the hair off, Aye, just like... it's 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 weird. <laughs> anyway, we should probably move on for this. 
Aye. The one thing about Aberdeen, though, McKenna's kind of spoke sensibly again in terms of saying we never get too carried away when we'd won eight games in a row, so we won't get carried away about losing three games in a row. I think it's just a case of getting back to basics. That's it. And, and what you say, I mean, Mother were next up, they're sitting, they're sitting 10th at the moment. They've just changed their manager. Um, they had previously had a decent record at Petodre, but that last couple of times they've been up there, they've lost, so it's not as if that's a other thing anymore. So I think if you're looking to get back to winning ways, you couldn't really ask for better opposition in the league than Motherwell. Yeah. With the possible exception of Dundee United. Yeah. Aye. But then Dundee United comes with its own sort of merits when you're Aberdeen because of the whole, oh, say it, but new fun, right? But it's no new fun. People say that with tongue in cheek, isn't this? But there's a good rivalry between Aberdeen and Dundee United that stems from the, the, the that's carried into the English stuff. But that, that, you do get good games between you. And um, I think that, that that would be one of the problems if you played Dunn United. So, Partick Thistle seem to have finally figured out how to score goals, finally. And they've figured out how to score really good goals, from what I've seen in the highlights as well. Yeah, but, it's quite uh, interesting. So, no, just, so, so Mother would probably be the best team to play at the moment. Uh, it's quite interesting, actually. In, in between, or either side of the Celtic game and Halloween, we've got both the teams that have taken on new, have got new managers. We've got Motherwell this weekend, then we've got Celtic, and then we've got Dundee United. So... Yeah, I mean, I mean, we're not much better because we've got, we've just played Motherwell there. Uh, we've got Dunny United this weekend coming. Yeah. And then obviously we've got Aberdeen, so uh, it's, it's, yeah, we're managing to t- play these teams at the right time. But it's, I say the right time, but it's hard to tell because, I mean, it's probably better to have played them this weekend because they're just coming in, they're just learning what they've got. They're maybe, like, I mean, I would imagine Mark McGee has learned a thing or two from playing Celtic more than he would have learned in training. And he'll carry that into Mullow's next game against Aberdeen. But uh, it'll, it'll probably be the same for Dunn United. They'll have learned a bit when they played Hearts. Uh, obviously, Hearts beat them 1 0, but thanks to the, the, the rather clumsy penalty, which uh, Blair Spittle conceded. Yes. But, um, I, I would imagine that now that uh, Mitchell Patterline is in there, he's had, a, he's had a game to see what he's got. He's maybe going to have a few ideas what he can change, what they can do better, what they're working training this week. And they'll take that into their next game, which is at home to Ross County, I think. Is it? Was that the next game again? No, that's the weekend after. It's uh, Dundee United. Dundee United. Dundee United. Celtic. Celtic. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, so it's, again, it's difficult for Dundee United, but I mean, you'd imagine Mother, both Mother and Dundee United would be a wee bit better this weekend coming than they were this weekend that's just passed. Yeah, I mean, neither of them are going to be measured against what they're doing against Celtic anyway. No. What the, the two of them need to start doing is picking up points in the teams around them. Yeah. Uh, and, and I, I, if they pick up points against teams at the top, then it's obviously a bonus. But yeah, I think the thing Dundee United at home at Ross County is probably the thing they are aiming for, uh, and it'll probably be the same with Motherwell. Actually, they won't they won't really be expecting to get in at Petodre, but they've got a away game at Kilmarnock after that, and that's the kind of that that be the fixture they'll be looking to take points on. Certainly. Although I mean, it should it should be said, Kilmarnock. I mean, I slated them on this podcast a few weeks ago, uh, and they just looked like we're heading for relegation. But they've got their act together. Uh, yeah, I think we both did. I think we both kind of criticised him, and, but super Josh McGuinness, eh? Well, that's that. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, I mean, you've got a man that's uh, obviously high in confidence after qualifying for the Euro 20s, taking that form into Kilmarnock, scored one of the goals against Inverness, and I mean, that's Inverness to beat. It's nobody. It's not as if it's anybody uh, poor. I mean, I've been a bit hit and miss this season so far, but you know yourself, they took points in a few weeks yeah. ago. Uh, they looked like they were starting to get back into their stride, and and then maybe, maybe the international break came at the wrong time for him for this. Yeah, Kelly had a good run though, three wins out of the last five. That's it, league. yeah. So things are definitely looking on the up for him. And it's not just McGuinness and his confidence, I think. Boy Kilty, the young boy Kilty came in, he obviously scored at the weekend, that's mm-hmm. him, and I scored a couple. They got a clean sheet at the weekend, so that'll give kind of a bit of confidence there. I think I dread that they'd not keep a, kept a clean sheet in seven months. I can believe that, that yeah. That uh, sounds about right. So... Aye, things are working a lot better for Guy Lock. It's helping as well with the fact that Dundee Wright are doing so poorly and Motherwell as well. I think so. I mean, um, for, for excitement in the league, you're looking at Dundee United getting their act together because they're already starting to get a wee bit of drift. It's obviously helped the party Thistle beat St. Johnson at the weekend. They're, they're catching up with the teams above them. So there's like 9, 10, 12, 13, 14. Then you're in the top 6 with 16, 17, 18, 20. It's, it's, it's all pretty, they're all pretty close, but there's that four-point gap between party Thistle and Ovens and Dundee United and 12. So if they can gain that, then it's all, it's all very exciting. So, but uh, we'll see how that goes over the coming weeks. But yeah, I mean, I, mean, I mentioned Partick Thistle winning there. They, they, they obviously scuppered their, their charity about at the weekend by beating St. Johnson. 
two cracking goals, but uh, I think the, the the controversial moment for that game was the the, the penalty that St Johnson probably should have had. Aye, they definitely should have had. Yeah, because I, I I think I think it was summed up best on sports scene last night when it was pointed out that uh, at no point did that hands leave the box. So although he gave the free kick outside the box. It was clear that the hands had stopped the ball and then he fell to the ground and then he was still inside the box. So how how in any way, shape or form could that possibly have been uh, outside the box? A free kick, yeah. <laughs> but he gave, I mean, he did give the free kick. He did, he, he did, he did give the, the infringement. It's just he's got the, the line of it wrong. You'd think the linesman would have been able to see it properly. Yeah, well, that's a, a bugbear that we always kind of seem to talk about in terms of even if the referee doesn't see it, what the assistant's doing, but... I don't know. I suppose it's a bit of luck, maybe a party at this one needed as well. They obviously won their kind of previous game in the league, but maybe it's going to be down the bottom that wee bit of luck will help them on to kind of better things. Yeah, I mean, certainly. I think the fact they weren't getting goals now that they've managed to turn that around, that's that's improved them a wee bit. And getting two wins, that's that's just done the confidence of all the good. And we'll, we'll see how they go, because, I mean, their next game is a home to Hamilton Ackies. Hamilton are obviously doing pretty well. Struggled at the weekend there against Dundee, although the fact that they kept getting goals shocked off probably didn't help. I'm not, I'm, I'm, again, I would love to say whether those goals were rightly chalked off or not, but Sportsman's coverage of the Hamilton-Dundee game is a bit poor. So. Aye. I like the feature, though, before about the, the whole addiction thing and yeah. helping kind of people in the community. That was good. Yeah, I mean, Hamilton are a really good uh, sort of community club, so it's good to what they do. There's a few in Scotland that are kind of good but in the community. Falkirk's another one. I mean, they obviously in the championship at the moment, so they don't get features done about them. But uh, yeah, I mean Hamilton's a, a a great example of a, a club that's kind of at the heart of its own community. So. Yeah, uh, back to the game ago. Paul Hartley will be certainly disappointed after going a goal up and then Hamilton being down to ten men and not holding on for the victory. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it's, it's, it's a strange team because they they did look like they were going to go places this season and they just they've never really kicked on for that at the start. Yeah. So it's, it's, they're picking up the odd point here. They are still. They're top six at the moment, and, and, and but they're sixth. And you wouldn't be surprised if St Johnson overhauled them. Maybe Inverness could overhaul them. If Kilmarnock keep on their uh, kind of form at the moment, they might overhaul them. Aye, you can never predict week to week what a deal will do, certainly. No, no, it's, it's certainly not one they would touch in the, the, the charity bit, that's for sure. <laughs> however, however, they do have goals in their team. Yes, oh yeah. It's just, I think they promise at the back. I think so, yeah. I mean, I mean Stuart's always a, a good bet for a goal. Uh, and if he could bet in first goal scorers, he might be a, a good bet. But we're not allowed in the Premiership. That's got to be lower league. We yeah. Picking, so. Dundee as well. They've got plenty of options going forward. But see, if Kevin Thomas is not playing, they've not got much cover in the kind of defensive midfield side of things. If he's not playing, I think earlier on in the season they had to rely on Harkins playing there. I think even as well he was playing the weekend. So that's a, maybe an area that they would want to look at in January. Possibly. Right. Try and get someone in his cover to, for Kevin Thompson or even to play beside him. But yeah, Thompson's just, his fitness is so unreliable. And I think the problem with playing Harkins in that position is you're taking away from what Harkins offers because he's one of the kind of attacking midfielders that you can use. Absolutely. And he, he is a good attacking option uh, for, for Dundee. So yeah. if you're having to sit him in the, the sort of sitting on midfield, it's, sort of, it's taking something away for your team in an attacking thought- sense. Yeah, I thought Nicky Lowe might get more of a chance, but he seems to have been kind of coming off the bench a lot of the time. So, mm. whether he'd be an option there, but hey, the, what about the McKinnon challenge, eh? But they're sending it off. <laughs> Aye, uh, I don't think there's much uh, doubt about that one. Yeah. <laughs> I should say Jonathan Sutherland did a disservice to the juniors. He's obviously been not watched, <laughs> a, not watched a junior game since the 80s, if he thinks that's what goes on every week. Aye, it's... it's uh... Uh, no, there was never any much doubt about it. Let's just say that. Oh. I mean, it's 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 not the first time Wally Collins sent a man off this season, but uh, it's possibly the one that everyone goes, yeah, you were right. Cause it's a change, aye. I know that there's been a lot of dispute as to whether Wally Collins should be sending players off, and I know I know Hearts were obviously raging a few weeks ago when when he, he sent off Patterson, but uh, no, <laughs> that that one I'm gonna I'm gonna agree 100 percent with him. It was it was definitely a, a red card. So fifth play him. Well, we're uh, mentioning referees, so we're not going to get away with to mention Alan Muir's performance at Fort Park. Uh, performance or lack of performance, maybe would be better. Yeah, um, maybe we should have got that referee for the, the the Scotland rugby game because he could see like knock-ons and stuff and deliberate knock-ons because like that like Alan Muir clearly never seen a hand flicking a ball away at one point in the game 
I I I was uh, out at uh, shopping with the family on on Saturday when the Celtic game was on, unfortunately. So I sat in the city next centre eating at McDonald's, <laughs> and I thought, right, I'm sitting here eating. I'm going to put my BT app on and just see what's happening. And I had the BT app on about thirty seconds, and I seen that handball, and I went, I'm not even watching this. Off. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard it suggested by some that maybe. Uh, the officials thought that Chifty shoved uh, was it Kennedy into the ball. If that's the case, why is it not a free kick to Motherwell? Exactly. Uh, but that was something that I'm sure I read it somewhere. But uh, oh, and, uh, and Kennedy was also the player that uh, went in on Brown. Was it the same? I never realised it was the same guy. Oh, for, for, the, for the other incident as well. Right. I, I was almost prepared to give him the benefit of the doubt for the Brown one because... When you see it first time at normal speed, it looks like Brown goes down a little easily. There's something awkward about the way Brown goes down. But when you see the replay, he's clearly caught him. There's no doubt about that. There's, there's like the ball's nowhere near where Kennedy goes in, so it's 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 a penalty. I don't think there's much doubt about it. But if you're going to give him the benefit of the doubt, it does look a bit awkward the way Brown goes down, and maybe that's why I didn't give it. I, it's the handball that gets me. I just I don't see how you don't see that. I, I'm, I could again, you could almost make an argument for the referee not seeing it because he might have the wrong angle to see. But even then, the Motherwell player stretches out to fuck it away for Chief Chief. Yeah. And if he doesn't see it, the linesman's got a perfect view. It's unobstructed. He's banging line there. It's you couldn't ask for the linesman to be in a better, any better position to see that handball. And you. And I think the other problem is Chief G's knocking that in an empty net, almost. So it's it's not only it's a, 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 a handball penalty, it's a red card as well, because he stopped the goal scoring opportunity. Yeah, I suppose at least for Celtic it's not cost them in the end. They've won the game anyway, so... Yeah, I, 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 and that's one of the things that makes me feel like you should be more vocal about these things, because these decisions are so bad that, I mean, it's, it's not even as if Alan Muir... Uh, is, is the greatest of the referees in Scotland because he could probably he's one of these referees where you could ask just about any team and you go oh I remember a game where Alan Muir was absolutely dreadful for us yeah okay. I, I'm, I'm assuming nothing's coming straight to mind are you? <laughs> no I don't to be honest I don't ever really take notice of who the referees are um, but I'm quite sure there has been well see I, 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 I mean like the ones that always spend time are McLean and Colum aye uh, but you are I can't think of anything maybe you're the first time I was aware of Alan Muir was up. It was the nine 0 game. He was the referee. Now you remember Celtic get three penalties in that game. Paul Hartley was sent off at 0 0 and he sent off uh, Thomas Rogner as well. Uh, first half. And uh, to be fair, I came out of that game thinking that referee's a good game because the only thing I was had any doubt about was whether uh, Jamie Langfield had been sent off at the second penalty. For bringing Stokes down, and then I looked at it later on, and I seen no, it was probably it was only a yellow card at best. It was never a, a goal scoring opportunity with Stokes. So, so I, I mean, I, I remember thinking Alan Muir was a pretty decent ref that day. Uh, I think that must have been when he gave Celtic always all of our penalties because we haven't had, we've had one off him since. And of course, Alan Muir was also the 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 extra official that was behind the goal in the, the Inverness semi final. So uh, maybe he just can't see handballs. Yeah. Although, the, the, guess what the Paul Hartley red card was for in the 9-0 game? Handball. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and that was a, a shot that was rifling in the net, so that's why he gets sent off. So yeah, I, I, like you say, it didn't affect the, the result. Celtic still won 1-0. Uh, the league thanks to that. Yeah, update to be up there again. But it's a long way to go. That's uh, 11 games down and another 27 left, so... Uh, who knows what will happen, like you say. The, the Celtic and Aberdeen will meet again. On uh, Halloween, half twelve kick off at Celtic Park. Yeah, I'll miss it as well. I'm at a wedding that day. I do half twelve kick off. I could well, I'll be get. I might get to the first half maybe. And the wedding starts at two. I see. The last time you were at Celtic Park, the first half was a good half for you. <laughs> Aye, it was just what happened in the second half. Yeah, so Mind you, bit... you and just just before this, just before half time. Aye, because we get a goal. Yeah. Aye. Well, it's probably a game that suits us better anyway because I think even though we were early in the season we were winning games we still at times when we try and be a bit more open and expansive that's when we seem to have problems when we keep it a bit tighter mm-hmm. I think that helps us so 
Celtic will obviously come at us. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how we do. But, I mean, obviously, Chief G got in the score sheet at the weekend there. It was, uh, it was a good poacher's goal, actually, because it was a good bit of work for Commons and he had the shot that was saved, but Chief G was there to pounce. But, um, he, I mean, Chief G played because Griffiths uh, picked up a knock uh, when he was away for Scotland, in Scotland duty, annoyingly. Yeah. Uh, he obviously he didn't he didn't feature in against Gibraltar because he was sent home early and then he he did come off the bench for Chief G during the weekend so it's not as if it's all that bad but he's obviously been uh, wrapped in cotton wool I mean not exactly over endowed with strikers at the moment because yeah, it's no, pretty no. it's pretty much Griffiths or Chief G and arguably if we've got nobody else Stokes yeah but Skepovic. Stokes is, Ske- nah, is on loan he's he's, away, oh, he's, he's at Gaddafi in fact he scored twice at the weekend. Right. <laughs> in La Liga, so uh, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's a wee bit frustrating as well. He's obviously wasn't in the manager's plans. But, uh, so yeah, I mean, if we if we pick up any knocks against the likes of Dunn um, United this weekend coming, then it's even uh, more difficult to play the Aberdeen the, the week after. Yeah, the one thing I hope is when it comes to the Aberdeen game is that Commons doesn't start. He always causes all sorts of problems. He obviously he never started in the last game, did he? I, 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 he never started against Aberdeen, no, he, he obviously, he, he seems to be on an outside, he played there at the, at the weekend, that's, he, Aye, he, he, he had one of those games where he seemed to have all the decent shots, but never ah. quite managed to get the ball in the net, because he had, the, like, the first one was saved, that Chiefs put in the net, uh, he hit, hit the, the bar, bar at one point, uh, it was, uh, he, had a, he had a decent game without scoring, I think, is, yeah. is probably the way to put it, but, uh, Ah, you want to bet the centre of everything that's good, yeah. what was happening? But, I mean, I mean you, you need to look at the schedule as well, because Aberdeen have got, Motherwell this weekend, Celtic the weekend after. Whereas Celtic have got a way to Mulder this uh, Thursday coming. We're then at home at Dundee United. I'm fairly sure the uh, League Cups the next weekend and the match in Big yep. after that when we're away to Hearts. Then we're at home at Aberdeen. So uh, we, we've got a lot of games to play in a short space of time, whereas Aberdeen have got two. So yeah, that that might f- factor into it as well. So there'll be a lot of chopping and changing in the squad. I would imagine we'll be treating people fresh. So, like I saw, uh, I saw it that Johansson's going to play against Mould. You want? I seen that mentioned. Yeah, we're going to play a Norwegian in Norway. Yeah, seeing as he's been out of favour the last few weeks. I so. Oh yeah, that's it. Because he hasn't been play- he hasn't really had the, the form he had last season as, as player of the year. So I, I, if we can, if I'm hoping this wee rest has got him back in and the kind of form he was at previously, I'll hit the ground running now and maybe we'll get the best out of Johansson again. That would certainly be a good time to do it. It's going to be even harder for him to get back into the side though, because obviously Armstrong's back from injury. Yeah, he featured at the weekend. Yeah, and, and from what I heard, they played all right. I mean. I didn't really see him much in the highlights, unfortunately, but he played in a lot. He played in a a, a lot better than uh, people would expect. I'm not sure if he was playing the right position though. It's, it's, this is one of the problems Armstrong's got. Is where you really want to play him is kind of where Johansson plays and where Commons plays. Yeah. And we keep putting him out wide. Now he's all. He, he does a good job out wide, and he certainly seems to be in more favour than Gary McKay Stephen, who naturally plays out wide, but he hasn't quite. He has his own one. Hasn't quite had the form. Yeah, uh, the thing what Armstrong is, he's more likely to track back and work a bit harder than yeah. Mackay Stephen. If you just let Mackay Stephen have the ball in the final third, then it's fine, but he's not as uh, good at tracking back, certainly, as what Armstrong is. I like Armstrong as a player, I think. Yeah, no, I, I like him as well, and if, if we can get um, him hitting the form we know he can hit, then he'd also be a good addition to the Scotland squad. It's another one that Gordon Strachan should be considering, depending, Definitely. On, depending on whether Armstrong plays for Celtic, of course, because we don't really want people in the Scotland squad that aren't playing for their club week in, week out. No, hopefully that's something that will change next campaign, because I was the odd player that wasn't playing regularly that was still playing for the Scotland team. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think we finished with too many that were doing that, because I mean, no. he, like, Alan Hutton was the, was the one that used to do it a few years ago, but even he's been playing week in, week out for... Aston Villa. Yeah, aye. Because I, 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 I remember seeing him on match of the day at the weekend, they accidentally hit the ball half of him into the net, so I suppose it goes down as their own goal for Hutton, but... Uh, but <laughs> wasn't much you could do about it. Yeah, but, uh, in terms aye. of Motherwell though, it's quite interesting... McGee left out Ainsworth, Lasley and McDonald. Yeah, I, th- I don't know if he was resting them and just pretty much giving Celtic the victory or what, because, I mean, they're three key players. Lasley's I mean, still the captain, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, so you're, you're dropping your captain, you're dropping Ainsworth to one of your better players uh, for, for last season as well as this season. And um, McDonald's obviously got a 
as to but with Celtic obviously and against Celtic unfortunately. So uh, I, I mean, Donald seemed an, an odd choice to drop. So I don't, I don't know if he was maybe going to try a few things and seeing the Celtic game as an opportunity to do that, or if he just wanted to have a look at his, the, the squad a bit more. But well, I mean, we'll probably see more against Aberdeen next week. So yeah, I mean, I'd be surprised if those three are dropped again. I, it might be either arrested, but it's a week between games. It seems a bit weird to rest them for a whole week to go. Yeah, I mean, I'd certainly ask straight at an international break as well. I don't know, I don't. Under, I, I barely understand why Mark McGee's back in the, in the Motherwell job, to be honest. Aye, I think there's certainly <laughs> mixed views in terms of him being back. But. I mean, I mean I, what do you think of the appointments we've got we've had during this uh, international break? Because you've had, I mean, Max with Pat Alainen's back in Scottish football. That could be good. That, I think Pat Alainen might work out. Yeah, I mean, he did all right at Hibs without being uh, too great. But uh, I don't know. It's, it's again. I mean, Mark McGee. He was pretty, Mark McGee did a pretty good job at Motherwell the first time round. But most people remember him for Aberdeen, that game I mentioned earlier on as well. I think he's someone Mark McGee that at certain clubs, obviously not at Aberdeen, but his first season in charge, he does all right. Hmm. But then when he has to try and build his own team, he, That's he just doesn't manage it. But uh, in terms of part line. In a way, can I be same, same could be said for him because the uh, players that he actually signed when he was at Kilmarnock didn't tend to do so well. It was his loan signings that were the ones that kind of helped out. The likes of uh, well, Eremenko is the, the standout one certainly. So they've only got one way they can go anyway. Than the United. <laughs> so I would say that because Jim Spence was tweeting earlier on that uh, one of his uh, Rangers supporting friends, and yes, he does have Rangers supporting friends, was saying that, uh, that they're expecting it's what places with done United this season, which is an interesting little uh, bit of banter in itself because we, we know there's, there's no love lost between Dun United and Rangers in the last yeah, few yeah. seasons. So if Rangers were to come up and take Dun United's place, then I'm sure things would be said about that. <laughs> I don't know. I think that they probably will be all right. I think. I don't know. I think that, that, that. But I don't know. That there's there's some decent young players there, but it's it's whether Patalina can get the best out of them, whether they can play as a team, and whether the United can just cut out some of the the mistakes they've been making. Like they were making them under McNamara. They certainly they showed absolutely no spirit whatsoever under Dave Bowman for the the, the games he was in charge. Um, I don't. I mean, I don't, I don't know how they. I don't really know how they played against Hearts. They played two up front, certainly. Yeah, I mean, they were positive. Uh, with Bakai but... and Bodo. Um, Suter was moved to right back. He's been playing defensive mid this season. And then Sean Dillon was playing at left back. Miguel had come into centre back instead of right back. So he's kind of changed a wee bit yeah. there. So there's so, so, so another manager that's trying a few things. And so, it's yeah. first game in charge. So. I don't know. I think we'll see how things pan out for both Mullow and United as, a, as the weeks go on. And... We'll see what they do. Certainly January might be interesting, although it's Scotland, so maybe they won't sign anybody. Um, but like you say, you're, I mean, you might be looking as far as, as summer before we start seeing what uh, Pat Alain and, and McGee can do at the, their, their respective clubs. After last summer. That's assuming they last that long, yeah, because I mean, if Dunn United were to get relegated, do you think Mike Pat Alain would still be manager at the, at the summer? I'm not sure. There's a possibility as well that Dundee United could be even further adrift after this weekend. Because just no many people, don't, no one really expected them to get anything out of Celtic. Yeah. And then Partick Thistle off with back a two wins there at home to Hamilton. Possibly, yeah. But then, then again, these are the kind of games you're not expected to get in. Pressure's off, might go next them. You never know. And if you can next something at Celtic Park, maybe that kickstarts your season. Yeah, maybe. I can't see it all. I, don't, I, I, I just don't know, I think, is it the, the, the problem? I mean, if it was McNamara that was still in charge of Francis Celtic, they beat Dun United, we seem to have our number. But having changed the manager, new ideas, different kind of mentality, who knows? I think they'll be part line in, kind of, in terms of the teams and usually be the setup, they're better going forward than they are defending. So it's whether he can, can I go to Celtic Park and sit tight and hopefully he'll chance here and there. Mind you, Teams don't get much chance, but but to but to sit in usually at Celtic Park. Yeah, but I mean you need to remember that Celtic coming back from Norway as well, and this, so this is one of these potential post-European hangover banana skin things. That's not really affected Celtic. 
They said that before. Not this season yet. That's Even last season, I still times. think maybe it's, it's always a challenge. I mean, if we if they they take a flying at it, well, we did. Yeah, we played that on land and then just before Aberdeen. Yeah, but then again, so, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure the Hamilton game last season we lost one 0 came after a, a European game as well, and I don't know. It's it's one of these. If Dundee United come out and they're trying to attack us and we're not really expecting it and we're still a bit lethargic after our European uh, endeavours, then maybe Dundee United could get some. Or they could get caught in the back and we'll thump them. Who knows? But then, our shooting hasn't exactly been great this season so far. I mean, the statistics, not for the first time, uh, for Celtic have been pretty poor. I mean, if you look at the, the number of shots we had versus the number of shots that were actually on target, you're talking about 18 shots and 4 on target. So, I mean, that's that's pretty poor accuracy. That, I'm, I'm and it's not the first game. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I remember talking about the, the Aberdeen game. We had sort of somewhere, what was it, 11 or shots on target or something? Or 11 shots and only, what, 3 or 4 on target. So, I think we're getting worse. It could be then that someone else is in for a doing. Obviously, you thrashed on D6 now, so it could be another one of them. Maybe hand out the same to their City rivals. Yeah, I think I think that's a different. The Dundee game was probably the one game where we actually did hit the target quite a bit. And that uh, was after a European fixture, by the way. Yeah, I will. That, that's. Uh, <laughs> I suppose that's the counter, the counter to the European uh, hangover argument, isn't it? And then what? You beat St Johnson after playing Malmo. You beat Dundee United after playing Malmo. Beat Party Thistle after playing Quarag, Carabag. Beat Ross County after the other game in Carabag. So it's been all right this season. Yeah, but I mean, overall we've been alright this season because, I mean, we've what, dropped seven points seven so points. far? Now, we know one defeat was to Aberdeen, one draw was to Hearts. I'm trying to remember who the other draw was against. Come on, look. The yeah. way game at Come on, look. And that was just stupid. <laughs> As a Gary conceding that late penalty. So, uh, I mean, it's hard to say what's going to happen with Celtic, really. I think uh, Blackett looked a lot more assured against Motherwell, but he didn't have much to do defensively. But his, uh, going forward, it looked pretty good with his delivery into the box, I thought. Yeah, I'm, he's, he seems... There's certainly high hopes for him. Now, I know we've only got him alone, but... Um, I mean, uh, Yanko's another one we seem to have high hopes for. And, like you say, it's hard to tell what to do defensively in, in games where Motherwell have like, two shots and one on target. But, uh, as far I mean... I know I'm talking about Yanko, but he didn't play at the weekend. I'm thinking previous games as well. But yeah, I mean, Blackett, Azagiri, Boyata, Ambrose. It's, it's, it's yet another back four that we've we've played. We've, we've not really had too much consistency back there. And that's probably my biggest concern. At least I've kept a clean sheet. That's that. I mean, well, again, I say clean sheet. <laughs> it, was, it was literally two shots and only one was on target. So well, that's still 50%. That's better than our ratio. <laughs> Right, I think we're probably exhausted all we're going to talk about this question, now, because that was... Only other thing is Wes Fletcher's hair. He's got that wee... He's got the undercut thing, and he's, got his, he's, all, he's had his hair tied up. What was left of it? Bad haircut. I can't, really, I can't even think. I don't remember. You need to look up, then. I think it's, a, it's one of the new hairstyles. I can't remember what it's called. I've seen quite a few folk with it. I'm, I'm, I'm no expert in hair. Oh, I'm no expert. I've... No hairspray on here, I've not got enough to have here, so maybe I'm just jealous. Maybe that's what it is. It's just, it's just disgusting that anybody would waste their hair when they've got it, that's what it is. Aye, exactly. <laughs> Alright, well, since we've talked about everything, we should move on to the, the, the Premiership predictions again. And it's one of these weekends where everybody's playing at 3 o'clock, but yeah. because Celtic are playing Mulder, one of the games is on a Sunday. So, uh, we'll start off with the Saturday games in, and we'll begin with Aberdeen versus Motherwell. Uh, right. sh- surely, surely you're getting back to winning ways now. Well, you would like to think so. So I will say 2 0 Aberdeen. Yeah. Uh, I, I, at the moment, I would just take any kind of win just to get us back on track. So I, I'll go for 2 0 as well, actually. The odds for this one Aberdeen are 8 to 15, the draw is 10 to 3, and Motherwell are 21 to 4. 8 to 15. When are you just going to start being good odds again? <laughs> How many well, defeats do you just need before you get uh, back to good odds? Aye, well, let's hope our odds keep on being straight. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Right, next up is Dundee against Kilmarnock. Ugh. 
Um, I'm I'm going to back Kilmarnock to keep their winning run going. I'm going to go 2-1 Kilmarnock. Away win. Uh, I think I'd go for a draw in this one. I will go for a Desmond. <laughs> two all. <laughs> Desmond two all. Yep. Uh, in terms of the odds for that game, Dundee are eight to eleven. The draw is eleven to four. And if you fancy Kilmarnock, that four to one. Really? Which is no bad considering they've got, as I said earlier, one three and five. Yeah, I might, I might have a wee bit of that myself. Not for the charity bets, just we're not agreeing on it, but yeah, okay. Uh, next up, Ross County are off to Tynecastle. Hearts versus Ross County. Give it a weekend, maybe, I think. Arguably, aye. Uh, that's, that's, that's a biggie. That's a third versus fourth, so. Uh, Hearts are back with a win. Ross County are in decent form. This could be an exciting. I'm, I'm going with Desmond in this one. I'm going to. <laughs> I am tempted to go the same uh, with this one. Kind of hard to split the two of them. Yeah, it's, it's hard to they choose. So I'm going to sit in the fence. They both they both hold the same amount of goals in the league, um, and done, uh, Ross County are only two goals better off in terms of defensively. So yeah, I will go for a a two all as well with Desmond. So Hearts are nineteen at twenty. The draws thirteen at five. Ross County are 2010. I do think Ross County are quite a good price for that, though. It's not bad, though. Um, considering the Hearts have been in pretty poor form prior to uh, their victory yesterday. Like I say, it's good odds for, for somebody that's in decent form against a team that's just won for the first game since August. Okay, um, next up is Inverness versus St. Johnson. That's a difficult one. Because both are kind of up and down with their form. Um I'm both uh, happy to keep the managers though. Yes, yeah, of course, because um, well, uh, Pat Lyon and the defence will get the Dundee United job. Both Tommy Wright and uh, John Hughes were linked to the Dundee United job. So, But yeah, I mean, Tommy Wright even signed that extension, his contract, so he's obviously happy. I think we talked, spoke about that last night, actually. Yeah. So, oh, I, I don't know what to do about this game. I'm, might just sit <laughs> I might just sit on <laughs> the fence and go one each. Oh, one each. I don't think it was a high school, does it? Um, let's see. Just trying to see what Inverness's home record's like and what St. Johnson's away record's like. St. Johnson's away record has been pretty poor this season. Mm -hmm. So, hmm. they've not drawn any games away from home and Inverness have only drawn one at home. So, uh, I don't know, I might set the fence as well here and go for... (laughs) I'll go for an R2 all. That way, if I keep on presenting two all, I might get one of them right. <laughs> Possible. <laughs> so, Inverness are 23 to 20, the draws 13 to 5, and St. John's are 23 to 10. At this rate, we're going to be going for draws. I know. In the predictor. In the charity bit. Alright, last of the Saturday games. Partick Thistle versus Hamilton. You're thinking draw, aren't you? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Uh... Um. I, I really don't know about this, because, I mean, Hamilton are quite capable of beating Thistle, but then Thistle have decided to find some form, finally. I might I might just go with Hamilton, though. I'm, I'm, I'm 2-1 Hamilton, maybe, if we can keep all of them in the park. 2-1 Hamilton. Uh, their form's a wee bit indifferent away from home. They've won two, lost three. Party Thistle will have won one at home. I'll go for Party Thistle nil, Hamilton one. Uh, Partick has was 17 to 10, the draws 12 to 5, and Hamilton are 13 to 8. It's not bad considering we both went for Hamilton. Alright, final game of the weekend is Celtic versus Dundee United on the, the Sunday. And I'm going to say a Celtic win, but I think Dundee United will probably score, so I'll go 2. Uh, I think Celtic will win 3 0. Uh, Celtic are 1 to 5, the draws 6 to 1, and Dundee United are 12 to 1. Yeah, so don't you get a waste of money. Uh, and so Celtic, the charity bet. So the only thing we really agreed on there was Aberdeen and Celtic, unfortunately. Other, other than the draws that we were going for. Hamilton, aye. So I think, I don't like betting and draws. Betting and draws sucks. No. So I think we're going to need to drop down the divisions and see what there is. Aye. Probably um, get a bit, you always get better value, though, in the lower leagues. I think so, aye. Um, I mean... So... Tell you what happens, I've got another big game at the weekend, the way to Wraith Rovers. I will, I wouldn't touch that, because Wraith Rovers no. home for superb. Aye, that's that. I mean, I'm almost tempted to 
boat straight through those odds. That's the question, though. I'm just waiting for them to come up, actually. And internet's gonna go slow. Wraith Rovers. Come on. Yeah, that's weird. It's not on the bookie site. Aye, they've got, they want to get, see what, we'll see them down the up till Tuesday. Aye, they've got the, the premiership fixtures and the Tuesday games and that's that. So uh, you're seeing the same as me? Oh. Ah, that's annoying. Hmm. Uh, well, we just need to look and see who's playing and then just I know, it's one of those weeks we're going to need to just pack odds I think Wraith Rovers could be good value for money in that game given their form it could be but Hibs are in good form they won't that's like. the problem yeah. so I wouldn't I would probably be inclined not to touch it aye uh, Morton at home I always might be a good option could be Morton have slipped up the last few weekends though yeah but, uh, but they're at home so yeah. yeah that could be a possibility we might get quite good odds there as well uh, oh, it's also Scottish Cup second round weekend that's Queen why there's no League 2 fixtures Queen of the South at home to Livingston maybe possibly the one, it's hard to it depends what Livingston are going to do next week or that, tomorrow night against Rangers it could be a case of maybe we'll have to not make a prediction just now and leave it till during the week hmm. and you'll need to follow SFF podcast on Twitter to see what the bet is right like <laughs> we don't want to go for like, teams that are really short order. Queen of the South potentially could be right, really short order against Livingston and likewise so could uh, Morton at home to Iowa. I think Morton will, Morton will probably be reasonable odds you would think so yeah. even if we can get maybe odds from another betting website just to get an idea mm. are, you, are you thinking something like um I, I, well, somebody's going to have odds on the Ladbrokes Scottish Premiership and Scottish Championship. I'll maybe check William Hill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I was trying to be subtle, <laughs> but by mentioning the sponsors, I, no, you don't talk about Ladbrokes. That's what the problem is. No, we don't. We're not. Yeah. We're, not we're not talking to them. No. I don't know why. I mean, I mean, I mean, Derek McInnes has won the, the Ladbrokes Scottish Premiership <laughs> manager the ones for September. Aye, I know. Aye. <laughs> and um, was it Neil McGinn won the player with the he did uh, here we go yeah it was obviously another incident that occurred during the week though with McInnes all of a sudden being favourite to be next to leave his job that's because he was going to be Scotland manager well aye allegedly but you wonder where that <laughs> one came from <laughs> yeah i tell you what nobody seems to have words for the weekend no one no who are you checking um I'm on Ladbrokes, what? like I said. I'm, ah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the, the league sponsors. Ah, right, I'm on William Hill. <sighs> this is killing the podcast vibe. Aye, it's kind of slowing it down, <laughs> isn't it? Just leave it. Nobody's doing odds of the weekend. It's too early in the week. Yeah, I can't usually I know. We usually get the games, but, but they, they don't have they the, the first goal scorers. Oh, come on. I wonder if it's the Scottish Cup that's screwing it up. I mean, we should mention oh, that. I, oh, yeah, this is the I've got some odds. I've got some odds. You, uh, you've I've got some odds from, Hulks, William, from William Hill. There we go. What have we got? So, Martin, Martin could be a good place, actually. They're 4-5. to five, right. So you would think my bookie will be fairly similar. What was the race for overs odds? Just at uh, the Poof, 12-5. Nice. Hibs are actually, actually favourite. So if you, if you, your wee personal double could be the race overs and Cully, right. then you, you could be quids in. Hmm. We, won't, we won't hear from you next Monday. <laughs> I'll put that uh, on just as soon as we can get the runs up Falkirk are evens at Dumbarton William Hill but I think Falkirk's form had a wee bit indifferent in recent weeks ah, and they're also playing midweek as well so we'll get yeah. two games to play quick. Queen of the South on William Hill are 8-13 to 13, mm. which is half Maybe. decent I'm tr- I'll try and look at the below that as well I'll tell you what Dunfermline Forfers a tasty game in the week one at the weekend yes it is not uh, better than that what's I mention Albion Rovers at Breaking City I tell you what I don't like the layout of William Howe's website no, no instead of you just be able to click on Scottish football you have to like go through each league separate oh I see you would, think, you would think that must be a bit where you can you can see all Let's see, all competitions. This is, this is why we stick to the bookie. Aye, exactly. <laughs> Albion Rovers at Breakin must be a good uh, option. Albion Rovers are up there in the playoff spot, Breakin are bottom. I would imagine the odds are 
reasonable for that. Well, there's no point touching Dunfermline because their odds are crap. No, no. Um, Ayr, 11-10 at Stenhouse Muir. Peter Hedder sits to four at home to Airdrie. Airdrie are doing pretty well though. Peter Hedder sitting eighth. Aye. I'll be in Rovers if you want to back them or sits to five. Yeah, see, I'll be in Rovers are a good bet, I think. So are we thinking about what you thinking of a treble then? Are we putting Hamilton in there? Or not, or shall we go with the lower leagues, Morton and Morton and Albion Rovers maybe? I think Morton Albion Rovers double sounds quite nice. What's Albion Rovers away from like? Any ideas? Let's see. Um one at, the one at Strandard, but the last uh, the last game is at at Dunfermline, that's a bit harsh. I'll try and find out on whoscored.com. It's usually pretty decent. This is the longest it's ever taken us to pick a charity bet now. Aye, it doesn't help that both of us are having severe issues with our internet connection tonight. Yeah. I'm surprised this call's managed to last as long as it has. Hi, know. So, Albion Rovers. Uh, Albion Rovers away from isn't that great. Well, that's why the odds will be decent then. And, mind you, on the flip side, Breakin's home form is poor. That's why, I think that's why it's worth it. They've only lost one, or sorry, only won one at home, I should say. You could go with it if you want, I. Breaking what it, the last away, the last home game, mind you. So what would be the odds in Albion Rovers? Well, the boat, Albion Rovers were about 65. I would think my bookie will be roughly the same. I can't see there being much difference. And then I think Morton was 45, did I say, I think? Uh, I think you did, yeah. So you're looking roughly about evens. Do we want to put Hamilton in there as well? I don't know, we're on our own right amount just now, so is that we should maybe... I suppose we could maybe take a wee risk. Aye, all right. Right, we'll go with Hamilton and... I'll be overs and... I can't the championship. Morton. Morton, that's it. Right, OK, that's a treble. Oh, now we need to pick up a school score. Yeah, we just need a first goal score after that, yeah. <laughs> I'm inclined to go back to Derek Lyle. Mm, I think he'll score three in a row first. Possibly. Could be an option. They're at home, they're home at Livingston. Good we run a form recently. Ah, it could be an option, aye. We'll go with him then. Aye, why not? Because the other option was Joe Cardo, because he's, he's a goal, but not against fourth. I know they're firmly at home, but... We need to see now if Derek Lyle's on Twitter. Get a banter going with him. Right. I'll see even if his dad's on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Aye. Like Joe Cardos. Or, or any relatives. Any relatives will do. Uh-huh. Take a while. <laughs> we're going back to talk about Dale Hilson's mum. <laughs> Being Craig's pal. <laughs> Alright, so we will tweet the odds of the, our uh, treble and our first goal scorer through the week once we actually have them. From it, Bookie. Okay. Uh, that will be at SFF Podcast. If you give us a follow, tweet us there as well, and we'll get back to you. And if you want to praise the podcast, we'll tweet about you because uh, we got an email through the week. It was uh, praising the podcast. Enjoyed it, and uh, we then got a uh, well. We, we returned the favour with a plug of the blog, which if I can find the email, I'm going to do again. <laughs> it's uh, the Scottish Highland Football League. Uh, blog it's Sean McCangus football blog dot wordpress dot com that's Sean S E A N yeah thanks for the feedback Sean yeah no, that was good that's, appreciated. that's a Scottish football base uh, he's also on Twitter I noticed he uh, followed us a couple of days ago and tweeted about the the blog so, it's, it's, I had a look at it actually it's actually some good stuff because I know we're, we're not exactly Highland League experts, but we sometimes have Andy on a podcast and he, he works up there and has a good insight. But if you want to know more about the Highland League, then that's, the, 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 there could be worse places to go. So, Aye, the Twitter, worth a look. The Twitter uh, account is at Scottish Fitball. That's the Twitter account. There we go. All right. So there you go. If you, if you, if you give us some positive feedback, we'll, we'll, we'll talk you up. <laughs> I'm not just. I'm, to be honest, I'm not just saying that as a, as a decent blog. So, 
It's, it's if you give us negative feedback, we'll probably give you some edge as well. Just any kind of interaction. Pretty much, just talk to us. We're homeless. Just, just let us know you're listening. <laughs> Alright, so I think that's probably us now. Um, there was two other things that came to mind. Uh, one is to congratulate Glasgow City on winning nine in a row in the Women's League. They uh, beat, a, beat Aberdeen. It's the, the manager. The so, that's, uh, apparently women's football needs a strong Rangers and a strong Celtic and just a strong any competition whatsoever to Glasgow City because nine in a row. <laughs> how, how many seasons has women's football been running? Nine? Who's going to start them from doing ten then, eh? I, 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 that's, I genuinely can't remember any team other than Glasgow City the women's football that does things. I mean, what, they, I think they just lost to Chelsea in the, the women's Champions League as well just in the last couple of weeks. I, can, I couldn't name you any other uh, Scottish women's football teams. I always remember an English footballer used to be Doncaster Bells. Yeah, until they get booted at the league. Uh, but I that, it's getting more and more like um, like, like, like the regular teams, because like, there is a women's Celtic team, there is a women's Rangers team. Let's say Glasgow City secured their title after beating Aberdeen. The only other team that I remember has got a different name from when I, the men's team is for Farmington. <laughs> I can't remember why I remember that. What we could do is get people to tweet what our best women-related football team names would be. <laughs> do we want to go down that route? Oh, why not? Um, oh, and apparently City can win their fourth successive treble when they play Hibs in the Scottish Cup final on the 8th of November. The Edinburgh side have been City's closest challengers all season and will join them in next year's Champions League because we've got two spots now. Man. Maybe we should start following women's football. Yeah, I know. That's brilliant. Uh, uh, you like this part, right? Um, that'll be the Edinburgh side Hibs that thumped Rangers 9-0. Oh, I, I like that. Aye, I'm, I'm a big fan of that one. <laughs> uh, oh, Sterling, you're near in that league as well. I'm just reading this. That's also on the BBC website. It's Glasgow City secured their ninth league title in a row. Man, there's um, probably more coverage of women's football in there than there's the, the Lowland League in the Highlands. Probably. Because it's, it's one of these stories. It's in Scottish football and it's right next to XL Vega may stand for FIFA presidency. This is a story that Ramon Vega might be the next FIFA president. Uh, you never know, eh? I think he was quite an intelligent guy, if I remember rightly. Aye, if you want to remember, aye. I think the only thing he didn't do intelligent was uh, sign on with us after winning the treble. <laughs> but uh, aye, he was, he, he, was, he was a decent defender. I was disappointed he never, never signed on for longer. But uh, Yeah, I, it would be weird to see a guy who used to play for Celtic now the, the, the FIFA president, but then I suppose it would be weird to see anybody FIFA president doesn't set bar and his dodgy dealings, allegedly. Platina might not be much better. You know, see if we were to start talking about all the corruption in football, we'd be here all night. Because it's, yeah. it's just like, it, you almost need to forget about the corruption in football just to enjoy the, the sport. Because otherwise it's just depressing. But, uh, we could probably have a full podcast on it. Easily. Easily. Because um, <laughs> it, it would no, definitely come back to talking about the cha- the so-called Champions League. Yeah. Well, a, a major bugbear. Yeah, we've just said that the women's... Uh, Scottish League now has two Champions League places because Hibs will get in despite the fact they haven't obviously been champions in the last nine seasons. I do I do like the Champions League but they need to do Yeah. Just call it the European League. It was good to begin with but it's got a bit kind of repetitive. You can end up looking each season going I've seen this game already. Aye. Pretty well. I mean uh, Arsenal are playing Bayern Munich again this week so aye. How many times is that uh, in the last few seasons? And yet they're talking about a third competition which will be what are they going to call that? The Cup Winners Cup? Who knows what they'll call it. <laughs> Get it back to the way it used to be. Aye. Champions in one, Cup Winners in another, and then last one. And if they want to, if they want to create a European League, which they, then let them. Aye, actually create a European League. Like a proper, like, like all the best teams in Europe play in the top tier and then it's regionalised into the, the nations afterwards. That kind of thing. Aye. Aye. Is it still 20 clubs that's in that? Super group type thing, you remember? Oh, there was the... Aye, the G18 or G14, whatever it used was... to No, they scrapped yeah. that, it's the ECA now. ECA. European Clubs Association. And I think Peter Lawless on the board. Because mm. Peter Lawless and everything. So, aye, but. Sorry. Aye, so, alright, that's probably time to wrap it up because we're, we're, just, we're just boiling over the end now. It's hardly. It's, uh, it's been a good podcast. Uh, thanks everybody for listening, as always. And, um,. Let's see, join us on Twitter, SFF Podcast. And thanks for coming on, John.
I do apologise. I do apologise for, the, the, for all the, the poor jokes about um, Aberdeen getting knocked off the top spot and, and mentioning the 9 0 game about five times. It's alright, it's, it's fair enough. I've been doing the same, so. Aye, let's face it. It's, 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 right. It was difficult enough a few weeks ago when I had you and Andy on after Celtic's defeat to Aberdeen. So. I, enjoy, I enjoyed you talking about Cody McLaughlin's features. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's week's podcast, tell you on it. It's got to be. Right, so I will hopefully talk to you all again next week. Uh, maybe John will be on as well, because John's another present these days. Aye, hopefully aye. <laughs> Missed one week, missed one week, but... Oh, I, I, it's, it's nearly holiday time for me. <laughs> oh, when is it you go? Ah, uh, two weeks' time. So I'm, I'm only on next week and then I'll be on holiday. Are you going to that convention again? Nope. No. I'm going on a family holiday. Family holiday? Yep. I'm going to somewhere sunny. Are you going to see Mickey? Yep. This is what I'm doing. <laughs> we're just we're just having general chit chat now. Yeah, we are. I mean, but, but this is the this is the, the off topic section of the podcast. Aye, exactly. We, actually, that's the point. We should probably plug the, the forum that this is a, a podcast for. The Scottish Football Forums. Not co. uk. Not there. Hang on. Let's do that again. Forums. Scottish Football Forums. co. uk. Go sign up. Just search Scottish Football Forums on Google. You'll find that's, it. That's easier. Aye. Or you can get the link off our Twitter. You can indeed. Aye. But that's a positive note to end on. That is, that is, that. Craig will be happy now. He will be. Remember Craig? Remember Craig, aye. He was on once. Aye, directs our podcast. Aye, he's too be, busy now. He, he, he might be back at some point just to cover from my hall. <laughs> Hopefully. But we'll see. Alright, right. Thanks for coming on, John. We'll speak to us again next week. Just Chris, bye. Right, cheers. <laughs>